It's the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad, the big noise, Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Fade 5 Podcast on a hashtag tequila Thursday. We are represented and presented by Suavecito Tequila. Go out and pick up a bottle right now at Total Wine and More. If your local liquor store doesn't have it, absolutely demand it. Pour it nice and eat tonight. Uh, I don't even put it on ice. I have it usually in my freezer, so it's served ice cold, and then it just hits the lips uh, so wonderfully, so perfectly, and it just goes down the old chute with those vanilla nodes, and it tastes oh so damn good. Uh, and Lundy, I'm playing a drink at least a half a bottle tonight uh, so I can get uh, the heart rate up and get excited because we got a lot of West Coast basketball for those of you in the Central and Eastern time zones. You're going to need an elixir to stay awake, so you might as well make it a Suavecito tequila. All right, um, so let's think about this for a minute. Uh, I ne- didn't even remotely think about what the hell we're going to talk about at the top of the pod. I will bring this up to get your two cents on it. Have you noticed uh, from our friends at BetMGM the extraordinary line movement that has gone on in the Kansas City and Cincinnati game, and a lot of that stemming from Patrick Mahomes doing some like jogging at practice, uh, just walking to a podium at the post-practice press conference uninhibitedly, uh, walking in stride, not without a limp or a hitch at all. Kansas City, who were... You know, living in a crazy mixed up world and a doggy dog world yesterday are now favorites minus one. Do you expect this to climb this line by kickoff, knowing that uh, Mahomes may be close to, I don't know, 75, 80, 90 percent overall? My prediction is by kickoff, it will be Kansas City minus two and a half. I do not Mm. believe the I don't believe the books are going to let are going to allow it to get to three. I don't think they're going to allow that that potential field goal, field goal hook, if you will. Uh, um, I, I think they're going to keep it underneath that number. I don't think it's going to move any further than that, in part because of how Cincinnati's playing. Um, I think that no matter what, like I, I've never seen body language analyzed as much as this. Uh, I think the last time it happened was like presidential debates uh, when they used to be like, well, you notice that he's that he itched the right side of his nose there, which probably means he's lying. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, analysis. Uh, and frankly, it's paralysis by analysis, in my yeah. opinion. Um, it's why, I, frankly, I've stayed away from anything associated with the line in that game. You asked me uh, earlier this week if I uh, had thoughts on an early lean. I said that I thought there'd been an overcorrection on the total and that I was all about the over on that one. Um, I'm glad I grabbed it when I did. I frankly thought that it was going to take a pack of wild dogs uh, led, uh, obviously, by Kirby the Gambler uh, (laughs) to hold uh, Patrick Mahomes off the field. So, I I, I mean, I I don't find any of this surprising, but I didn't want to touch the spread in this game to begin with. Yeah, like Kirby the Gambler, I'm not going to lift my leg on this OGP that I constructed this morning. I took Kansas City down, uh, got him at plus uh, odds, so plus three and a half. Uh, and then I matched it together with the over on an alt total of 40 and a half. You put those together, and KC plus three and a half, and the over 40.5, it's plus 120 right now 
at BetMGM, and you might want to take advantage of that before this line continues to march northward. As Lonnie said, and I believe him, I think it's going to be every bit of a minus two and a half. Hell, may even be minus three, minus three and a half by kickoff for the home Chiefs. With that in the background, let's get after it here on this hashtag Kayla Thursday with another College Hoops edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, numero cinco on the list today. Uh, I'm going to go with an SGP, and they were going to be yesterday. If you listen to the pod, hit two out of the three uh, on uh, the hump day edition of the Fade Five. So we're going to go back to that well, and hopefully the waters are going to be equally replenishing uh, to the bank account. Uh, so this SGP, give me the Sparty Party. I know the keg's going to run dry tonight. Uh, not against the visiting Iowa Hawkeyes. I will take them on the money line, Michigan State. And I'm going to take on a reduced game total, the over on that all total of 137.5. Yeah, let's get seduced by that juice, uh, plus 110. Put this together at DraftKings. You look at Michigan State, uh, a team that, you know, they – they haven't played all that great uh, here of late. I think they're regressing more toward the mean of where they were supposed to be, but they are still number one in the Big Ten and effective field goal percentage defense. Iowa, meanwhile, has been slumping in their own right. They have dropped uh, three of their last four games, and as a great of, uh, an offensive team that Iowa is, uh, they were Chris Murray. Uh, they're a team that just refuses to defend. They are allergic to doing that, botting up, guarding guys. Uh, they play a spread the floor mentality. Uh, they play, uh, you know, in a, in a fast pace and, and in transition is where they live. So Michigan State can slow this game down and just bludgeon them in the half court setting. I mean, Iowa is number 14 in the Big Ten and adjusted defensive efficiency. I think the Spartans are going to hold home court there at the Breslin Center. So I'm going to take them on the money line. And again, because of the faster-paced nature of Iowa, they're going to force that brisk pace overall. I think this game is going to hit the over, but on a reduced total of 137.5. So again, state money line over 137.5 plus 110 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. A uh, big fan of this one because I like what you did with the total. You look at the matchups between these two, they they consistently hit um, uh, overs. And even if they've hit an under, like if you look at the uh, at the matchup last season, um, they hit the under, but the total was at 154. That's where mm. it sat. So you're you're given you're given a massive cushion. And oh, by the way, uh, at 154, they still scored 146. So look, I, I understand they're hitting the under a couple of times. If you just look at straight up over unders, but sometimes you got to dive a little deeper into that and figure out where that over under was set. This 137. I, Brad, I think they're going to be in the 140s um, yep. in the pacing. So you've given yourself plenty of buffer here. Uh, as long as this, we're not dealing with you know guys throwing up bricks from the charity stripe, uh, which has burned me a couple of times this week. You sons, make your damn free <laughs> Welcome throws. to basketball, baby. <laughs> um, all I need you to do, just make your damn free throws. Um, I, I'm, I, I like this one because I do like I, I like the Spartans on the money line to begin with, but I like what you did with the total to get this one up into plus odds. Solid start, my friend, to a hashtag tequila Thursday. Well, hopefully Hogard and company will get it done. Go Spartans. Number four. All right, let's head out to the wild, wild west. And there's always a Hawaii game and I love wagering on. I do it all the time uh, and I never watch it because I'm honestly asleep. 
uh, because by the time this game tips, uh, I, the the eyelids are going to get a little heavy. I think Kakasade Evans, uh, Lundy, after I have uh, ultimately consumed uh, half a bottle of Suavecito tequila. Uh, but uh, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm hoping that I'm going to see a winning ticket in the end on the under the Rainbow Warriors hosting the Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara. Uh, Barbara and that total is at 128 uh, minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, this has uh, strangely been creeping up, and I really don't understand why. It opened at 127. I got it last night at 127.5 at BetMGM, and now you get it at 128. I say take advantage. Uh, Santa Barbara is at the under in 58.8% of their games this season. Hawaii, meanwhile, is at the under in 52.6% of their matchups. So slight advantage for both those teams there. Uh, on top of that, you look at the pace of play. Uh, the Gauchos, number 291, according to KenPalm.com, and adjusted tempo. Uh, Hawaii, a little bit slower, or a little bit faster, I should say, 289. So right there in the same vicinity in adjusted tempo. UCSB, number one in adjusted offensive efficiency in the Big West. But the honors and effective field goal percentage defense in that conference go to Hawaii. So both uh, play at a slow pace. Both absolutely bludgeon you defensively. And both, here it is, cherry on top of the Sunday, 200-plus on the year, an effective field goal percentage offense. So scoring can be a chore. You tally it all up. Uh, this game has got high 50s, at most low 60s, written all over it. So fade or follow UCSB on the road in paradise against Hawaii on that under 128 minus 110 at BetMGM. Do you think the players like uh, the long flight to Hawaii? Like, I know it's kind of a gift to get to go to Hawaii, but do you think the players at the end of the day, like, Brad, I always think about myself in, I mean, unless you get the exit row, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not super tall. I'm six foot, but it's not very comfortable to sit up against the, the person in front of you the entire time. I'm just wondering if these players, because these guys are, you know, they're a lot taller than you and I. Yeah, they're like six six, six seven. There's right. a lot of leg. Like, do you have to, like, do they have to buy, like, an entire row so that they can just turn sideways and put their feet out? Like, I, I worry about these guys. You get all cramped. Never mind. I just, I, I just, I think it's great to go to Hawaii. I just feel like I wonder whether these players actually enjoy it or not. If they're like, son of a bitch, I got to cram in, like, a sardine to this damn well, flight. It's, it's not that far of a flight from uh, Los Angeles, uh, where UCSB is surely flying out of uh, oh, to Honolulu. It's, it's not that it's bad. Still- Brad, but it's it's not like you're going from it's not like me going from Denver to Vegas, which you basically you know you blink and you're there. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, I just like four right. hours, no biggie. Right. I I I digress. Uh, these two teams played twice last year. The total both times was exactly 127. I'll play the mm. other. Oh, all right. Uh, long story short, under, under, and under again. Hawaii, UCSB. Somebody give me a damn my tie. Number three. All right, let's work at a little parlay play of the day here on this two-leg. And all I need are these teams to win straight up. Uh, give me Arizona and a revenge game narrative against Wazoo in Pullman. Uh, and give me the Oregon Ducks uh, at home hosting the who the hell knows what team is going to show up version of the Colorado Buffs. Uh, both those teams uh, score the W minus 106. And I'll get quite into plus odds. Uh, at DraftKings, but still low enough juice uh, for me to be a buyer on that. Why do I like Arizona tonight? 
uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's defense. The last couple of games, they're actually guarding people. They've only given up 0.834 points per possession in those back-to-back contests. One of them, a key victory at home against UCLA. Now, Arizona typically uh, revs the engine. They play at a very fast pace, number 11 in the country, and adjusted tempo. And uh, they're a team, too, offensively perplexing at times. They can score at will in transition, but they have not shot the three especially well in conference play, uh, right around 35%. However, they share the sugar quite well as a team. Number five in the country on the year in assisted field goals made, uh, and they're shooting 57% inside the arc in Pac-12 action. You look at Washington State, a team that is the antithesis of Arizona in terms of pace. Number 339 at Ken Palm at adjusted tempo. Remember, they beat AZ 74 to 61 and possibly in Tucson. And that's where that revenge game narrative comes into play. And they are highly reliant on the three ball. 42.5% of Washington State shots come from distance. Uh, so they're a team that, you know, has to really chuck it. And those have to fall through the cylinder for them to be remotely competitive. If the Arizona team that we saw the last couple of games defensively shows up in Pullman tonight, they're not only going to win, they're going to win convincingly there. And then meanwhile, the Oregon Ducks, uh, you look at CU, they've lost three of their last four games. Uh, Oregon uh, really attacks the 10, especially at home. They're shooting 56.1% inside the arc. They're in games held in Eugene. And again, revenge on their mind uh remember they lost 68 to 41 they got their asses handed to them uh on one five against uh the colorado buffaloes so i think they're going to try uh to get their vengeance tonight so i guess it's a uh revenge game two leg money line parlay arizona exacting their revenge against washington state and oregon getting their vengeance at home Against Colorado, both those events occur. Minus 106 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Brad, you wimped out. You wimped out. Well, you're going to go a third leg, aren't you? I am. And it's an easy one. And I can't believe you didn't do it. It's what, such an easy leg to add. Utah in Corvallis to take on the Beavs. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Brad, if you add Utah to this mix, and I think Utah, I want to say they're favored by 10. Yep. If you add if you add Utah to this mix, this parlay at DraftKings turns into a plus one seventy. Oh, oh, work those shoulders, get seduced by the juice, Lundy. I like what? it. Out? How, how did you not? I cannot believe I, because it was uh, honestly it was a road matchup, and, and maybe I was being influenced by the fact that Oregon State clobbered Cal, and I know the Cal's are dregs of the cake in the Pac-12. terrible, dude. I understand it, but maybe that has injected some uh, renewed confidence uh, oh, no. into the you know Tinkle Club, and they're going to go out there and be highly competitive, and I'll have to sweat that thing out. So I didn't add the third leg, uh, probably because right. uh, my third leg is small. You're just I I thought for sure. Look, folks, the the Arizona Oregon have some fun. Uh, go for it if you want to. I I think Oregon State. Here's here's what I've seen in the last uh, over the course of this season with Oregon State. Every now and then, whoop, they're like, oh look, we can win, yay us, and then they plummet back down yeah. to earth. 
and I think that's what's going to happen against Utah uh, at Gill Coliseum tonight. So um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you to take this two legger from Brad and add Utah to the mix and get yourself to plus territory. Uh, you watch Oregon State will pull off like all that shit they did to make it to the Elite Eight three <laughs> years ago um, and completely make me look stupid. Um, but if it's me, I, I don't. I don't think Wayne Tinkle's bunch found much of anything, Brad. So I would add a third leg to this, and I'd get myself that nice plus odds. It takes well, it if, seventy. If you want to let the third leg, add Oregon State, but I'm sticking to just a two legger. Arizona, Oregon, get the dub, and uh, go out and get yourself a bottle, a Suave Cito Tequila. It is a hashtag Tequila Thursday here on the Fade Five Podcast. Are you not at all familiar with Suavecito? Well, let me give you, uh, give you a little story here. In 2015, Forbes magazine in the NYC contacted 10 tequila experts around the country, one in Cali, Texas, Florida, New York, people who know their tequila. And they asked them one simple question. What is the best taste of tequila sold in these United States of America? And a week later on the front page of Forbes was a picture of a bottle of Suavecito Adiejo. Grab yourself some love juice tonight and throw a betting fiesta on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Get Suavecito at any Total Wine and More store or ask for it where you are. We consider it a favor. Gracias. Number two. All right, numero dos here on the Fade 5 podcast. Uh, let's go with the City of Angels, and we got quite a showdown tonight. Must-see appointment television, in my mind. USC hosting UCLA, who I have picked to cut down the nets and win the national title this season. But tonight, I think SC is going to give a hell of a game. I am taking the Trojans. Fight on, baby! Plus the four and a half. Minus 110 at BetMGM, a rematch of a game uh, that was played uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And in that contest, uh, USC made it interesting. They were getting punched in the face early on, but they called back into it. Only lost by Dos Puntos, 60-58 to 58 on the road. So at home, uh, I think they're, you know, they could ultimately win this game. If you're looking for, you know, kind of a Hail Mary Chuck here at plus money on the money line, I don't hate it. Uh, you look at uh, UCLA uh, team that is five and one on the road this season. They are top twenty one in the nation in offensive and defensive efficiency. However, they are number ten in the Pac twelve in effective field goal percentage offense. They don't have a lot of depth. So outside of Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkins and Jalen Clark, their big three, uh, some of the role players, uh, you know, have their moments at times, but they get in foul trouble at all. They don't have uh, the bench uh, to really chip away at a lead or really build a big uh, margin potentially here in the end. You look at USC, uh, they are shooting just 31.3% from distance uh, on the season. That's number 227 in college basketball. However, one of the best defensive teams across the country, number 15, an effective field goal percentage defense inside Pac-12 play. More importantly, because of their length, because of their athleticism, they grab a shitload of second chances, getting a, an offensive rebound 34.1% of the time. And when they do get hacked, they make their freebies at a 77.1% clip, again, in conference play. So, again, USC is more balanced than you think. And because of that length and athleticism inside, they will hang tough with their arch rival in this game. And I think 
Uh, they're a fine wager on the plus four and a half at home. So, Lundy, fade or follow, USC, plus those four and a half points, minus 110 at BetMGM. It is time for a good old-fashioned fade uh, on this oh. one. I think, <laughs> I think UCLA gets back on track. Um, you, you look at the, the what, they'd won 14 in a row before they lost to the Wildcats, right? Is that what it was? It was a 14-game, 14-winning uh, streak that, the, that was yep. snapped by Arizona. Um, I, In my opinion, I can point at one stat if I wanted to try to tell the story of why UCLA lost that game, and that is they only shot 20% from outside the arc. On the season, they're second in the Pac-12. They shoot over 35%. In a, in a six-point game against Arizona, that percentage difference is basically the difference on the scoreboard um, by the time it's all said and done. That was basically the difference, in my opinion. They just weren't making it from outside. Um, I think USC, you're right. They're a balanced squad, but I think UCLA gets back on track tonight. They're, they start hitting their threes. I think they get back towards the, the average that they've had overall this season, which, again, is better than 35% shooting from outside the arc. I think that's what's going to be the difference is that UCLA is making them from outside. I think this is going to be damn close. Yep. But I think UCLA covers. I will take the Bruins to win it by a half dozen. Uh, how about an early bonus time, Lundy? Maybe this tickles your fancy. How about an uh, SGP of USC plus nine and a half? So, so taking that up five points and then reducing the total and taking the over on 123 and a half. You get that at even money right now at BetMGM plus 100. Uh, does that entice you? Yeah, that does because, again, I think it's going to be UCLA by a half dozen. I th- I, I'm, I'm giving USC credit for the fact, A, they're at home, and B, they're a balanced team. Um, but in general, I mean, Brad, rewind however many episodes it was ago that we did. And I don't freaking you and I have done 500 and something episodes of this. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, so I can't <laughs> I don't remember which was which was which. But there was a pod that you and I did a few weeks ago where you had like your sort of outlier bet that you wanted to make to cut down the nets. And UCLA was your choice. Yeah, it if is. I recall. Yep. So, I mean, this is a damn good Bruins team. And I just think like like I said, I I don't think they played terrible against Arizona. They just weren't making their threes. They were four for 20. That's how they finished the game. And they're a better shooting team than that. So I think UCLA wins this one. I think USC can keep it close. I like your idea of taking it up to nine and a half um, and then playing around with the total. If that takes us to even money, that I can get on board with. I just don't want USC straight up on the regular spread. In the Cali battle, Lenny and I split down the middle. Go Trojans! He says, go Bruins. Number one. Hi, uh, numero uno. Let's go to a conference I know and love, and that is the Big Ten. Uh, and it was stupid last night. I mean, Minnesota had six scholarship players named damn near knocked off Indiana, uh, scoring the cover there. Uh, another matchup and a, and a bigger one, honestly. I'm going to take the whole Michigan Wolverines plus the five and a half against Zach Eady and the Purdue Boilermakers minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, this is just too big of a number, uh, quite honestly. Yeah, so you look at Purdue, they're number one in offensive efficiency, number two in defense efficiency in Big Ten play. Uh, they're number 15 in the country in assists to field goals made. Uh, but the three ball is the absolute key. Lawyer, Smith, Newman, they got to make it rain from outside. You know Zach Eady's going to go out and plug at his uh, 25 and 15. Yes, even against Hunter Dickinson, though Dickinson has the girth. And the size uh, to body him up, and I'm, you know, I'm talking about the full body, not certain parts there. Uh, but you look at Michigan; 
Jed Howard had a big fat Krispy Kreme in the box score the last time out against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, which is highly unusual. He is an electric scorer for this team. Michigan uh, overall, number three in adjusted offensive efficiency and also number three in effective field goal percentage offensive Big Ten action and number two in defensive effective field goal percentage. So a team that has uh, the stark balance, uh, again, everybody's going to talk about uh, Dickinson versus Edie, and they may cancel each other out, honestly, in this game, but it's going to be ancillary. The auxiliary players in this contest that will prove to be the difference. Purdue has played a lot of games very close here on the road, uh, finding a way to eke them out in the bitter end by two or three or maybe four points. But Michigan, again, a well-rounded Michigan team catching five and a half in Ann Arbor. I'm all about that. So give me the Wolverines uh, against PU minus 110 at BetMGM. Lundy, are you with me? Fade or follow? Uh, Purdue can't cover, period. Yeah, I mean, can't. I, I know I just, I mean, that, that's the hammer to drop. They're one in three against the spread as a road favorite. They're five and 12 against the spread um uh, as a as a favorite overall this season it's just everything and and you know i saw you on on twitter the other day talking about do you follow trends do you take things in the moment you know i'm a trends guy um yep. purdue can't cover they just they can't they, they they they've been shitty at it all season long i don't know why all of a sudden i would think that they could pull that off against what's a, a a pretty decent Wolverines team. I mean, this isn't the dregs of the Big Ten here. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all about Michigan and the points um, with this one. I think this is my probably my favorite play. I'm featuring it on the TV show tonight uh, here on Altitude in Denver. It's one of my picks that I've got for our college basketball segment because I don't think Purdue can cover. Uh, I just I just don't. I haven't seen anything this season that shows me that they sort of rise to the occasion. And we talked about it actually. On on last night's show, I know you harp on this a lot. When you start getting to stuff where you're trying to impress the committee, you got to cover. Like you, you need to not only win, you need to win with expectations in yep. the games that you're that you're that you're supposed to. That's how you build a resume. That's how you get the committee's attention. And that can, you know, yeah, you might be in, and you're gonna be in the field, but that stuff starts to affect where you're seated. All of that kind of stuff because they start looking at it going, well, wait a minute. You know, they went into Michigan uh, and they only won by two. They went it, like that's the converse. Those are the conversation starters when you start dealing with these teams and you start talking about, well, are they a six seed or are they an 11 seed? Like you start moving shit around based on these performances. And Purdue has given me nothing so far this season. Hell, hell to Michigan, and hell, hell to bonus time. Lundy, what else you got on this wild and wacky hashtag tequila Thursday? Uh, I got a couple for you that I'll toss out. Uh, you know, we I already kind of had the uh, the extra bonus time earlier when I told everybody to just go ahead and add Utah uh, into that mix. And I don't always like to do that with with heavy road favorites because, to your point, every now and then a home team steps up. But holy crap, Oregon State's bad. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, come on. You talked about them beating Cal. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure my daughter's JV team could uh, that she's on right now uh, at Creek could beat Cal. I mean, they're uh, bad. She would, at minimum, they would cover. 
Yeah, I it'd be it'd be close, you know. I mean, I'd be a little <laughs> bit concerned about the three point shots being blocked. Uh, you know, I mean, Cal's got some length, but you know, other than that, it, it'd at least be competitive. At halftime, the the Bears fans would be sweating. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> all right, I got two for you on the ice tonight. There's actually some phenomenal matchups tonight in the NHL, but part of that has me lean towards like, hey, wait a minute, I kind of want to see how these games uh, how these games play out. I'm also waiting to see the goaltender assignments in some of them. So check out the spreadsheet, as Brad always harps on at the end of the podcast. Make sure you check our spreadsheets. We'll have some picks up later. But there's two that I do like. These are three home money line favorites. So this is all they got to do is win. They are heavy favorites, but you get yourself to plus odds. Give me the uh, give me the Wild at home. They're taking on the Flyers. Give me the Abs at home against the Anaheim Ducks. And give me the Calgary Flames. They are at home against the lowly Chicago Blackhawks. If all three of those teams win, Minnesota, Colorado, Calgary, plus 124 at DraftKings. Ooh. All they got to do is win. Just straight money line. Then in that Colorado game, um, apparently – Losing to the Blackhawks was what the defending Stanley Cup champions needed to pull their heads out of their ass because now all of a sudden they are on a six-game winning streak. And I think tonight will be seven because, again, they're taking on the Ducks and Anaheim just isn't very good. So here is an SGP for you. If one of your favorite books is offering you a boost uh, on a on a hockey SGP, this is one that you could take a look at. Uh, it's just the abs on the money line. That's it. I didn't go crazy with it. I need at least five goals to be scored in the game, which should be relatively easy. Hell, the abs might score five by themselves. And then I need one of those goals for Colorado to be Miko Rantanen, who leads the team right now in scoring. So that's a pretty good, like Miko by himself for an anytime goal is minus 145. Like I don't even want to play that um, on its own. But if I put all three of those together, it's plus 125 as a simple SGP in that game. That number jumps, I believe, to around plus 205 if you were to take Colorado on the puck line instead of on the money line. So taking the abs to win by at least two um, in that one. So a couple of hockey plays you can have some fun with. The other games, I'm going to sit back and wait. Like I said, I need to see who gets assigned between the pipes, uh, but I'll have that up on the spreadsheet for you later this afternoon. All right, if you want to get greedy, uh, I made a graphic for this. A Team Huevos, a parlay play of the day. And Huevos Gigantes, I've already uh, mentioned all these prior in the podcast. Uh, Michigan State on the money line, Arizona on the money line, and Oregon on the money line. If you use the boost at DraftKings on this, or really you can do it with any parlay, it's plus 263 for that three-legger to hit. So that's something I really like tonight. And I hit the one that I featured on the pod yesterday, so let's make it back-to-back nights elsewhere college basketball real quick give me the over and pepperdine and san diego that number set at 160 and a half at bet mgm you look at pepperdine they've hit the over in 13 and 19 games this season san diego has hit the over in 15 of 19 you got two of the fastest teams in the country uh pepperdine number 13 adjusted tempo san diego number 101 in that category both lousy defensively as well pepperdine number 219 effective field goal percentage defense san diego number Number 361 out of 363 teams in Division One that category. And both these teams can really shoot the three. And uh, San Diego, too, uh, they're making over 81% of their freebies. Uh, so this could come down to the end and what should be a tight contest. And uh, ultimately, those uh, free throws uh, could push the over on the 160 and a half. Again, when the final buzzer sounds. Uh, I also love the fighting 
Jackrabbits tonight in a pick 'em on the road against St. Thomas. You look at the fighting Jackrabbits. Uh, they have turned their season around in Summit League play. They are six and two right now in the conference, and they're doing it with defense, which usually isn't a calling card of this team. Number two in the league and effective field goal percentage defense, giving up forty eight point nine percent inside the arc and just thirty point seven percent outside of it. Uh, team two that shooting great at the free throw line, nearly eighty one percent as a club and nearly uh, netting 53% uh, from two-point distance. Uh, St. Thomas, an okay offensive team. They've lost three straight games. Uh, they're middling right now in conference play. Number eight, an effective field goal percentage offense. Number nine, effective field goal percentage defense. And more importantly, uh, they've already played one another. You might say, oh, well, Brad, the revenge game narrative for St. Thomas because uh, they lost at San Diego State 71-64. to But with the way that the fighting Jackrabbits are playing, I can't fade them right now. So uh, I think they're going to get the victory in a pick matchup on the road against St. Thomas of Minnesota. And then last one, and I'm not going to give any reasons why, but if you stay awake for it, um, again, maybe text me and I'll see it in the morning. I'll lay the one point for Hawaii tonight against UCSB. Uh, though the Gauchos six and two on the road this season, Hawaii ten and two at home. Massive matchup in the Big West Conference that only about seven of us care about, and I am certainly one of the seven. All right, we are out of time here on the Feed Five Podcast, presented by Suavecito. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this program. Also, fade or follow us. On the Twitter, follow Lundy and his free spreadsheet picks at Nate Lundy and my free spreadsheet picks at Noisy Huevos. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.